Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Call it Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual Double XP, and even Call of Duty Points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty Points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents, 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23. First time in a long time. The back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on a TV set. When I'm in control on your road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, patreon.com slash up next and Davey where can they find us and you can find us every Wednesday night after NXT on youtube.com forward slash up next yes we go live every Wednesday night because we are your NXT friends 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 I know a lot of people love when we do that yes we've been getting a lot of messages lately saying like hey guys we like being your friends or we get a new listener who's like you guys stole that joke from the in-betweeners and we're like yeah we we, we absolutely we, did yeah we, we totally even did a show yeah, on the we even reviewed it and we're like hmm it'd be Let's great if that. we stole that <laughs> bit and we did we are your nxt friends in the world of wrestling so many shows are going on we watch nxt tonight as we do every wednesday night we do go live on our youtube we do so much podcasting here in the time of quarantine when wrestling is deemed essential when things are slowly starting to get back to normal not really doesn't really feel like it, but wrestling will continue. Wrestling will never leave you. Just remember that. Uh, I mean, it seems like that is the way. Yeah. Wrestling will never leave you. It's always going to be there for you. And it is. We, we do a Patreon where we do so many other shows. We did uh, a watch along last week on our YouTube for AEW Double or Nothing, which was so much fun. That stadium stampede match was insane. We do our AEW reviews every Thursday, but that stampede thing was Beyond Nuts. incredible, Ridiculous. yeah, just insane. So we watched that on YouTube, and it was fun, kind of hanging out with people all over the world who like listen to post wrestling and up next, and um, it was very, very cool to kind of hang out and watch wrestling pay per views as we always do. We are thinking of doing one for Backlash coming up in a few weeks, and uh, maybe even maybe some throwback watch alongs, yeah. maybe 
like put up a little poll, see what old pay-per-views you would like to throw on in the background while we generally just talk about Pixar movies and food and <laughs> anything other than the event that's on in the background because the that, that seems chat. to be the case. The YouTube chat right before going live tonight, we're going off on we were I don't know how the argument has instantly started of the best Pixar movie, Disney Pixar movie. Um there's different people saying different things, and you still have not even seen Finding it's Dory. It's because it went from this. You're wearing a Terry Funk shirt. Yeah. And uh, I believe it was our Shane, a super fan in, in the, the room. In the room. Um, when, hey, is that just a Terry Funk shirt or a Terry and Dory? And then John Ceno, associate producer, made a joke <laughs> of, oh, it should be like called Finding, Finding Dory. Dory. Um, and then we I said off. I hadn't seen it, and you were like, you love Pixar, why haven't you seen it? And I was like, you know, I like Finding Nemo, not one of the best Pixar wow. films. Wow. And you hot take. lost your goddamn mind. Yeah, hot take instantly. Um, Inside Out's the best one, just or toy, all the Toy Stories. So if you join us for our watch-alongs like Backlash or Double or Nothing last weekend, they're the kind of conversations you're going to get. <laughs> we got one with about the Tom Hanks. of wrestling, oh yeah. <laughs> we started talking about coronavirus and COVID-19 and how Tom Hanks has it, and then we started arguing about which is the Tom Hanks, best Tom Hanks movies. We get into it. It's all kind of crazy. Um, but we're all kind of going crazy in quarantine, I find. But wrestling's still here. Um, but yeah, we are up next. You can find us wherever you find your podcast, like you did right now. Um, give us a, a like, a subscribe, and hey, follow us on Twitter at Up Next Podcast um, and our new like Facebook page that we kind of launched. Associate producer John Cena is kind of helping us with our like socials, and he's like, "Hey, why don't you guys like do like some Facebook stuff?" And I know Facebook is for old people. I know that, but some people still use it, so we're starting it. So feel free to jump in on there and, and you know start uh, conversations, community, the whole kind it's, of thing. Yeah, it's definitely an easier place to just have more of a conversation yeah. than kind of like sound bites on Twitter or whatever. So we want to kind of we've got a bit of a community. We have it on our like our watchalongs and our live shows and our feedback threads and stuff, and we'd like to continue that community all through the week on the Facebook page, especially days like. Uh, like times like now uh, where you may be not seeing people and you want to chat a bit of wrestling or whatever. Yeah. Make um, friends because it's an up friends. next group. Doesn't need to be specific to NXT. No, we watch like, all the stuff. The link is us essentially. Yeah. Uh, Braden, myself and all you guys. So, so find that up next podcast on Facebook. We watch, uh, we, we have eyes on all the wrestling and, and especially in this time, what else is there to watch? I know I've been watching, binging the Sopranos, but wrestling still, I still kind of check in on some of the raw stuff. Uh, the NXT superstars, the people we watch kind of every week and some of the like enhancement talent were on raw this week. Yeah. In the, in the crowd, in the crowd still counts. We had Eric, uh, Bugenhagen, Bugen, Eric. Yeah. Bugen. I, I refuse to call him Rick Boogers. Yeah. We it's, know him when he was, Eric Bugen, what yeah. was he in the main event? He was like stinky Pete or something. Stinky. Um, yeah. Wow. That was ridiculous. Uh, uh it's, it's interesting that they finally do have the crowd on the WWE. They had them in the crowd again tonight here on NXT. It, but, it helps a lot. And they, they're clearly being careful with it. They've got the screen up. They yeah. seem to be pretty, separated from each other as well so it does really help it gives it some sort of atmosphere which is which is needed um so i mean before we kind of get into our um like nxt review uh how are you what's going on how are you doing i'm pretty good uh those of you in the like youtube room right now you can see we're back in uh like with our regular set right now um 
that's uh, obviously I, I mentioned a, a few weeks ago that my uh, my cat unfortunately passed away. Yeah. And my uh, my girlfriend's kind of been staying here, and neither of us have really wanted to go back to. Um, I was going to call it the scene of the crime, but you know what I mean. It's, it's kind of been hard for both of us. And um, we both went back to hers a, a few days ago and we've been kind of clearing it out and decorating and kind of starting fresh. Um, so it means uh, like today we get the setback, which is nice. We're back. We're, your, your, uh, your girlfriend has been staying over and, you know, it's, it's been fine. with. The, there's only one issue that I don't miss with ever living with a girl mm. is hair. Hair. Everywhere. We both have girlfriends with long everywhere, hair. Everywhere. Hair. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yep. Pretty much. Like what? That said, you leave your pubes all over. Oh, they're not. It's my... You never clean up after a shave. It's a... So ch- I, it's a... Ch- it's a... It's a... They're just my chest hairs. They just fall I don't, out. I don't... I don't shave my chest. Clean them up. Oh, man. Oh, there, there, are, there are short and curlies all over that place. <laughs> short and curlies. Short and curlies all over the bathroom. There's something, but maybe I've seen too many, like, Japanese horror movies, like The Grudge, where there's just always the, the hairs, the, like, yeah. the, the ghost thing. It's terrifying. Uh, but, no, I'm happy that you guys are all right. Um, um, we've, been, we've been chilling. We've, been, we've gotten our backyard, which is, mm. like, a huge thing here in our, in our house. And the BDE, the Brain Davy Estate, we've been in quarantine, and our, our landlord... Ray Romano. Yes. <laughs> uh, we were like, hey, uh, what's the deal with the backyard? We never use it. No one's using it. We kind of want to use it. So he's like, yeah. it's hot and we can't go anywhere. He's like, yeah, you know, sit in the back, have a drink, have a smoke, do whatever you want. Guys, use your backyard. So we have a backyard now. We were talking about this a few weeks ago on this show. So we use our backyard. We we do shows on our Patreon, patreon.com slash upnext. And we've been recording like some upnextras, like our AEW reviews or like bonus shows kind of things in our backyard. And there's been like birds. There's been garbage trucks, neighbors, cameos. There's been a... Squirrels having fun. Squirrels <laughs> doing solo activities that yep. we pr- might not mention uh, further, but yeah, it's been like a lot of fun. And then you went and got a, like a little barbecue, um, and then you got lighter fluid on the brick tiles, and, yeah. our, and our landlord was very upset with you. But you, as he would say, "What are you gonna do? What 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 are you gonna do?" So we invited, we, we squashed the beef, we invited him for a drink, so he's going to come. I started talking to him about Goodfellas and The Sopranos, and he was back on our team, okay. so I got him back. Well, I think cool. he's always been team us. Even when he had an issue with the light fluid, he was more like, my brother-in-law is a piece of work. But like, <laughs> he's like, look, I don't want you guys to get in trouble, I then get in trouble, like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's like, you do you. Uh, so we have we have a little backyard. It's quite nice. I've been uh, I'm like a pasty white fuck. Like if you like I'm half Portuguese, but I'm half white AF, and I don't tan really. I just burn. So the past few days I've been trying to get a tan. That's what my goal was. I just burned completely. My head like almost my head. The scalp was like just disgusting, flaky, like gold member. Is really gross. Yeah. So I've been I've been trying to get working on my tan. By the end of the summer, maybe even a month from now. I'm going to be so nice and tanned. It's not yeah. even going to be a burn. I'm going to be I nice. Think we will. Like, I'm going to be I'm olive doing, skinned, like a nice pork chop. I think I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my plan too. We decided. Hey, should we should we get uh, a ping pong table? Yeah. Should we get a fire pit? <laughs> what do we get? Should we get a little pool little in pool. the backyard? What should we get that we can start throwing like, you know, uh, parties essentially socially distant parties in the backyard? But. Uh, 
so yeah. far we just experimented with actually watching NXT outside whilst barbecuing yeah. before this show, which was pretty fun. Yeah, so we've just been like hanging out. We've been barbecuing. We had some meat tonight. That was our NXT meal. We didn't think of a name for it, just a big BBQ. Yeah. So I don't know what. Just meat. It was. Loads of meat. We did some hamburgers, some steaks, some chicken burgers, some chicken wings, some sausages. So much. Oh, all the food. We feasted. We feasted the thing is, eyes. we know us. We we finished this review on a Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, normally finish around midnight and then edit it. And then we start watching AEW probably around one. We get a bit peckish. Mm-hmm. And it's round two. Round two, baby. It's true. Yeah. And so, we've got leftovers for before our AEW review tomorrow. So we're all good. We're all yeah. Good. So it's it's been nice. I've been enjoying here. You know, we're in Canada. Toronto is usually cold. So now to have like a backyard to just hang out. It's been relaxing. It's been great. So I've been feeling good lately. I don't know about you. Well, that vitamin D. I have been feeling pretty good. And then today I got a little bit of anxiety because I got a text from work. Oh. um, Saying uh, Zoom meeting Uh on Friday to let us know, like, what's happening. What's going on. Now. We know a lot of bars that have closed down. Yes. Um, I, For those of you who may be new to the show or whatever, I got laid off uh, March 17th uh, when all the COVID stuff hit over here. Uh, I worked in a bar as like a server, bartender, manager there. Um, got laid off. Uh, all the bars shut down. Um, now, I don't know if this is kind of plans to start bringing people back and maybe do a bit of a takeout thing because we've mm-hmm. got a lovely patio there. So part of me is thinking maybe they're maybe going to try and do some stalls and sell beer and whatever. Oh. Or the other part of me is going, have they pulled the plug? Right. And that's kind of what I'm thinking. Gotcha. Um, so, so you might like completely lose. I mean, you've, you've lost your job when this kind of all started working as a mm. bartender server, but like now it could potentially be like for good. You could be, or I could be given the choice, do I do I want to go back? Because it's th- the reason why you kind of bartend and serve is for the tips. Of the course, wage isn't Especially great. here in Canada. Now, if we're doing... Like, I don't know how busy King Street would be these days because everything's closed. Shut down. So Shut down, I don't know eh? how many people would be going if it was for a takeout thing and how much would I want to be working so, on top of all the stuff we do. So on top of podcasting, we're going to turn the BDE. And uh, we've been calling our backyard the BDE MSG. Yeah. So uh, the the garden, obviously. So why don't we just start an, an, a secret like bar that's open secretly? I've, I've been thinking about it. Right? That's yeah. what we'll do with our backyard. Yeah. <laughs> or we, we get something in our backyard that we didn't think about quite yet. It oh. just hit me. You know what we should get in our backyard? Not a fire pit. A fight pit. A fight pit. Let's get a fight pit. Sure. In our backyard, and then just host fights. I mean, I think think of uh, just host fights. Think of it. all those lonely guardrails from all the festivals this year. All yeah. the guardrails going, hey, where are all the people? Where's where all the people? This is normally my time to shine. We'll collect them all up. We'll, we'll stack a fight them. Pit. Get some. Yeah. Where are we going to find fighters? Oh, the streets. <laughs> uh, like College and Spadina Oshawa. outside the Seven Eleven. You've got the McDonald's at Queen and Spadina. Some of the people Brandon from New Jersey hangs out with probably. Yeah, <laughs> we'll find fighters, no problem. <laughs> we'll get a, yeah, the BDE speakeasy is what this will be, with a fight What do we pit. think, good idea, bad idea? Bad idea, as, as a secret after hours How, how many days club. should we run before we're like, 
We're like, right. If we were to run, run one one week, seven days successfully with, you'd have to have cameos like Kurt Angle show up to like promote, obviously to promote fight pits. But imagine it's like a secret bar, a secret after hours club where we just air wrestling on the monitors and then we have an actual fight pit and then people wager. And I've been watching too much Sopranos. This oh, well, is getting to yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> even just watching The Godfather today for our review on Sunday. Before we so. get into NXT, we should mention we've been watching some crazy shit in quarantine because of our Patreon. We've done um, Eight Mile. We've done some. We've done some old school wrestling. We're doing this week because we're in lockdown. We're doing lockdown. Yeah, it was one of the events that we were we were thinking of looking at, like the best of lockdown or something like that. And then one of our world champions actually selected Lockdown, Lockdown 2009. So that's why on our Patreon this month, we've got a few more Up Yours episodes than usual because we wanted to kind of capitalize while everyone is in lockdown. Lockdown 2009. Um, it's on their YouTube, Impact Wrestling TNA. They put it up all, a lot of older shows, pay-per-views in full on their YouTube. Lockdown 2009. We will be doing a review of tomorrow. Uh, some point this week. Well, uh, tomorrow we're recording, so we'll that's, be out on Friday on the Patreon. That's super funny because we are in lockdown, and if you're not familiar with lockdown TNA, it's where every match is in a cage. Yes, every, every single match. match. The main event is Sting versus Mick Foley. Mm. Is what we'll be talking about, Dream but also cameos throughout this card: AJ Styles, Kurt Angle, Kevin Nash, oh, Naito. The, the crazy. roster is ridiculous. We'll ridiculous. talk about that. But then on Friday, we'll be talking about like you, Sunday. Sunday, sorry, we'll be talking about like a, a, a huge movie. We're talking about you know opening a speakeasy, maybe some criminal activity. Well, we're going to be talking about The Godfather, one of like widely regarded as one of the greatest movies of all time. Now. This is one of those films I remember as a child, like being too young to see it, but even know as a child that The Godfather is one of the greatest movies of all time. Yes. Um, and yeah, one of our world champions, Mahmoud Almadi, has picked The Godfather for us to watch. Um, so yeah, join us. I'm Sunday super excited for that. For that. Uh, I've been in this. I've been talking about how I've been watching The Sopranos. I'm in the super mafia mood, so I'm super excited to talk about that this week. We just did a show. On last Thursday, which came out on our Patreon, we promoted a bunch. We were joined by the godfather of post-wrestling, John Pollock, to nerd out over some wrestling. We did a best match ever, Stan Hansen, uh, the lariat, the cowboy, the big nasty Texan. Uh, this, this, this guy is not someone we were both familiar with, and we just get schooled with John Pollock joining us. John and we, I, that was one of my favorite shows, because we that just like, great. we... we so all these old, like, uh, all Japan pro wrestling matches featuring Stan Hansen that are highly rated and highly regarded are all for free, like on YouTube and Daily Motion. So, we, we you made a list, we linked, we all linked up with John, we watched all these matches, and then we review, we rate them. And get this, we somehow got John to break his no rating matches, and he brought out the G1 coffee rating scale for yes. matches. It was he, so much fun. He, he wasn't going to bring out the, the milk and sugar for this, but he definitely brought the coffee. He brought. I think he did. I, well, I don't want to spoil yeah. anything because we did. But we there was some agreements. There were some other things. We also discussed some some deep wrestling knowledge, including imagine going to a two header at the Tokyo Dome, Stan Hansen versus Vader, and then next night Mike Tyson versus that Douglas guy, Buster Douglas. Yes, yeah. yeah. John goes into some in depth stuff. That was one of my favorite shows that we've ever done. I think, which was on our Patreon. But all these shows, five bucks a month. But if you don't want to pay that, we will be putting out an extra show this week on Friday. Something a bit different, uh, not really wrestling related, but um, something we feel might 
maybe help people during these like weird times when maybe you're you're stuck at home maybe you're stuck with kind of your your sort of thoughts a bit too much and i know a lot of people like friends of mine and stuff and myself included have been feeling kind of like anxiety and depression and stuff like that lonely yeah more and just feeling lonely during uh quarantine we have a friend of the show jordan goodman he's like he's worked with uh ring of honor is kind of how i met him and how we became friends through the years but he uh no longer works for them but he's actually like a like a He's tra- he he's studied psychology. He's like a psychotherapist, if you will, and, and works in so many different avenues. But he's been itching to do like shows and have us on and, and maybe come on a show. So this Friday on this very free feed, we're doing like a little like it's just like a one hour chat or so of I'm going to call it surviving quarantine. Uh, something you won't really hear from me and, and you, Davey, is kind of us not reviewing wrestling. We're going to kind of just shoot the shit and talk about like uh, how to stay positive and like things like meditation and yoga and things you'd never really hear me talk about. Uh, but it, it was it, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. So that'll be on this free feed as well. Um, if you're looking for something a little different from me from the BD. Yes. If you will. So look out for that uh, this Friday with our friend Jordan Goodman. Um, so many things. We've been podcast. That's how we're surviving quarantine is we've just been so much podcasting. Uh, we do our AW. We've been doing these watch alongs, which has been so much fun uh, connecting over the Internet and YouTube and, and Twitter and all this stuff. So it's just been awesome. So um, thank you to any of our our old friends, new friends, all the friends. All the friends. Friends. Uh, I guess it's time to talk about what we should talk about. Is why we're here to talk about, rather. Which is Fight Pit. Fight Pit. Let me ask you something. Do you know the first rule of Fight Pit? It's to always talk about Fight Pit. Okay, do you know the second rule of Fight Pit? To never talk about Fight Pit. All right, you're going places, kid. I got it right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're here to talk about the Fight Pit. That's right. NXT from Wednesday, May 27th, 2020. And like you said, uh, it's the fight pit. Tonight is the night that Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher will fight inside of a cage-type thing. No ropes. And for some reason, someone please explain why, Kurt Angle is the special guest referee. Yeah. That's the main event tonight. That's what I said when the announcement was made midweek. And I think that's what I'm still saying now. It's almost as confusing as Kurt Angle retiring against Baron Corbin. Yes. Almost as, almost as confusing. So uh, if, if AEW has Mike Tyson in a match, then we get Kurt Angle. I guess. I don't know. We'll, we'll get to that later, but <laughs> very weird. Fight pit. Uh, we start off NXT tonight with a triple threat match. The Cruiserweight Championship Interim Tournament thing all came to like this like fork in the road when all three of these guys were interlooked with the, the the point system so now it's a it's a triple threat to find out who does go forward to face El Hio del Fantasma in like the main thing next week so Kushida versus Drake Maverick versus Jake Atlas the winner will go on from here um, Kushida Drake and and Jake all kind of go back and forth and at one point early on Jake Atlas hits this beautiful Kota Ibushi influenced, I'm sure. Golden Triangle Moonsault. I guess it's not a golden triangle. It'd be a rainbow triangle. Golden rain- right? uh, rainbow he, triangle, Because yeah. he does the rainbow DDT. It would be the or rainbow. golden rainbow. The golden rainbow. Yeah. Whoa. Lit. Sounds great. I don't know what it is, but it sounds like a delicious drink. The go- we did the, the, 
the golden screwdrivers, golden screwdriver. but the rainbow screwdrivers. Whew, crazy. Uh, this was an awesome moonsault here. He's then on fire. He's hitting, like, running blockbusters. He hits a kip-up and then, like, a jumping, floating, like, neckbreaker type thing. Just looks nuts. Kushida stops him in his tracks. He's getting the offense on both guys. He hits the shote palm strikes. He's He gets, like, an O'Connor roll on Jake Atlas, and Drake Maverick tries to break it up. And instead of that, Kushida then German suplexing, now bridging J- Drake while still in the O'Connor roll pin on yeah, Jake. Yeah, this looked incredible. This looked so good. He is a smooth operator, this Kushida. But it's only a two count from both guys kick out. Uh, Kushida hits like his swan dive tope off the to the outside. Um, there's then like the, a DDT. There's arm bars. Uh, Atlas goes for like... The, in the middle of the ring and catches Kushida from his back handspring and German suplexes him. There's the rainbow DDT, like I mentioned, on Drake Maverick, but Kushida breaks the pin at two. Um, at one point, Jake and Kushida are on the top rope, and it's just insane how like Kushida counters with the flying arm bars and the hoverboard locks. Like His flying arm moves are crazy. Yeah, I think you've got uh, Drake is in the Sakuraba lock on the top, and Jake runs and just kicks him in the head to break it. And then he breaks it, but Kushida catches him right away in that rolling arm bar off the top. Really cool sequence. So while Kushida has Jake Atlas in this arm bar, this cross arm breaker, if you will, Jake is like just about to tap out, but Drake Maverick slides in and ever so slightly puts his hand over Jake, whose back is on the mat, whose shoulders are on the mat. The ref counts it. As he's counting it, Jake is tapping out to the arm bar. Therefore, Kushida gets the tap out, but the ref counted the pin from Drake. Drake is announced the winner. Drake Maverick wins this match, but there's controversy within this. After the match, El Hijo Fantasma comes out. He goes to shake the hand of Drake Maverick, being like, I wish you luck. We'll see each other soon. And uh, Drake Maverick's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Carp diem, pal. <laughs> Carpe diem, pal. You know, seize the day. Seize the day, eh? Uh, so... They come back from commercial right after, and they're like, there's controversy because we don't know really who won. So uh, first, before we get to like the finish of the match, I-, I thought the match was a lot of fun. The match was great. I think they've done such a great job with the Cruiserweight division I think this uh, in NXT. I think this, um, this tournament's been great. Kushida just always looks so good. I think eventually you... I do want to see that title on him yeah. to elevate it because I think at times we go, why is Kushida in this cruiserweight division? He's so good. But they're all so good in this division. And if you can have this become more of a like a junior heavyweight title, think of the prestige of that rather than the 205 belt, Yeah, I think it could be good, good things for it. Um, I've really enjoyed this tournament. All three were great. The story of Drake Maverick... Uh, creeps through here. He still gets that he win. Still gets this through. is a great way to get the win. I hated the ending, though. Yeah, so we've seen Cody Rhodes win with the figure four in AEW where he pinned Sean Spears, I think it was, with yeah. the three count there. This is kind of similar because technically Kushida would pin you too. Kushida's got his legs on top of his chest with his shoulders to the mat. Right. Like, whether Jake pinned, uh, whether Jake tapped or not, this should have been a pinfall for Jake and Kushida. Yeah. Um, it's, sorry, Drake and Kushida. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, like, and also with 
Kushida later on in the night. I know we'll get to there later, but might as well talk about it now while sure. we're all in the Let's same thing. Let's just do that, yeah. Um, yeah, shall we just kind of skip to Kushida yeah. going up to Drake? Later, later in the night, we see um, Drake Maverick being interviewed, and they're pretty much like, hey... Um, like you won this match and he's like ah oh, you know i i he, he's sad drake again isn't he yeah he's like ah oh, look I, I i know i i know i won the way i won and i'm sorry like i have respect for all these guys and I, i'll rematch I'll, let's we can do a rematch like, I, I know there's controversy i believe he tapped and i i respect kushida we'll do a rematch he's like look i'll rematch but out comes kushida and says hey drake uh you fight you won you fight you will go on to fight, but you, you're going to win. So Kushida gives him his blessing. Like, hey, you know what? You got me. You can go on. I believe in you. And Drake is like, hey, thank you. I have so much respect for you, Kushida. So if I win this Cruiserweight Championship interim belt, then you get the first shot. And they shake on it. Boom. Sets up a whole thing down the line. It does. I just feel what... what what would have the problem been in just giving Drake the win here? Why couldn't he have just got that win back over Jake Atlas? Jake mm. was the only person he lost against. Why did you need to have this thing controversial with Kushida? Unless, unless next week uh, it's Kushida who's behind these masked what? men and he fucks up the <laughs> title match, which I I can't see. Them, Imagine it's Drake. Is I it? can't see them turning Kushida heel. Okay, but who knows with this? I have thing. a little. I have. It's weird because next week is the match. It's Phantasma versus Drake, mm. which we thought it would be at Takeover in your house. Yeah, but it's in fact next week. Unless we get Drake kidnapped and he can't show up to wrestle, and then it's postponed until like something. Unless something fishy happens, more controversy in this cruiserweight interim championship. All while the real champion Devlin's just chilling at home. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to go to the YouTube room right now. Frank yeah. is saying that um, maybe it was done to protect Kushida. Of course. Why? Like, it's a triple threat match. You can protect Kushida by him just being on the outside. Yeah, so... Like, I, I, it just felt weird. If if this led to another rematch or Kushida was genuinely, like, pissed off after this, cool, you've got some kind of angle. But it's just going, uh, we don't really want to give Drake this win, but we want him in the final. It yeah. felt to me. Uh, so, John Cena in the room says... Drake's going to get kidnapped next week. Kushida will replace him. And Kushida is revealed as the ringleader. And he puts him in the Doc Brown van from Back to the Future. You mean like the one with the Libyans? <laughs> yeah. Um, and the room seems to think that Atlas was going to get the pin, like lose from Drake. Everyone thought Drake would just pin Drake, Jake Atlas. But mm. instead it was this, he did, but it was with that weird finish. But controversy creates cash. So, uh. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was overthought, personally, and didn't quite make sense. But I loved the match. The match was great. Looking forward to the, the final of this tournament. Um, I'm looking forward to find out who the masked men are and who their leader is. Who is Is it Brody Lee? Who knows? Is it the exalted <laughs> one? Is it Phantasma? Who could it be? Could it be someone evil and dastardly? Like this man who comes out right now. Johnny Gargano. And Candice LeRae. Now, remember when we poured a little out. You know what? In fact, pour a little more out right now for Rebel Heart. This Rebel Heart. Remember when Johnny Gargano got new heel music? Pepperidge Farms remembers. Well, guess what? He's got new, new music. So I thought that as well. 
John Ceno is adamant that this is the same music. I don't know. I thought this had lyrics here, right? This and sounded I, like the, maybe Candace's. I don't know. Do we just think this is new music? This is. I know. I always think everyone's got new music. I know. Now, I it's, now it's happening to me. It might have been having the crowd there, kind of making noise this time. I don't know. I was with you. I thought this was new music here. So Johnny Gargano comes out, um, and the the people in the crowd, which is like Ever Rise and like all these like enhancement talent here in NXT, they're all booing Johnny. Boo. Boo. Boo! And he's like, "You're booing me, really? If if it wasn't for me, this brand wouldn't be a thing, and you people wouldn't even be here." He says, "Tonight is the first ever first ever Gargano Invitational." Ooh, I like the sound of that. Mm. I like invitationals in my wrestling. Yeah, Kurt Angle, John Cena, all invitationals are good. Gargano says, I'm going to give young talent a chance. You see, I'm the best this generation has to offer. Just face it. Facts. Bars. He says, okay, let's see who we got. Drum roll, please, Candice. And Candice is like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden they get a drum roll sound effect playing. And he goes, ooh, we got one. Adrian uh, Adonis? No, 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 no. Adrian Alanis. So out comes this guy. I felt this uh, this promo was the first time you you really kind of noticed the the kind of yay boo nature of the crowd. It helps just having any kind of noise. It did remind me of when you, me, Scorpio, Sam, and Matt Ross went to that union of wrestling match uh, show. Yeah, and there's pretty much just the four of us going. <laughs> Boo. We controlled who was heel and who was face yeah, that it, night. It did kind of remind me of that, just hearing there was one guy who was really loud, who the whole show you just heard this one dude. He loved and hated people. Who loved booing people. Yeah, uh, so Gargano here is getting booed because he is Mr. Bad Guy, but out comes Adrian uh, Alanis? Alanis, yeah. Uh, not Adrian Adonis. Yeah, who's Adrian Adonis? Who's Adrian Adonis? Pretty sure there is an Adrian. Adonis. There has to be an Adrian Adonis. Adrian oh yeah, Adonis. he's an old wrestler. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adrian Adonis did not come out here to fight Johnny Gargano, but wouldn't that be a sight to see? It's not him. It's Adrian I mean, Alonis. Dead, so well, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Adrian Alonis. Rest in peace. Shout out, Adrian Adonis. Uh, Adrian Adonis comes out. He's from Evolve. Adrian Alonis. Adrian Alonis. Jeez. Adrian Alonis comes out. And uh, he's he's part of the what the skulk the skulk the yeah. skulk in evolve and this match starts and Johnny Gargano just starts to beat him up and then looks over at Candice who's ringside and says hey honey start the car this is <laughs> gonna be over real quick but that of course gives Adrian the offense here the time to strike he starts beating up Johnny Gargano but he ain't having none of that shit Gargano beats him up look at where we've come in the world of wrestling in 2020. There's really no crowd, and Johnny Gargano is the mean heel in a squash match. Yeah. Isn't this crazy? What Just the, timeline are we in? Johnny Gargano's the evil heel and makes Adrian Alanis tap out here with the Gargano escape. I like that he's heel now, because it is kind of a heel move. I like putting people in the, the Gargano I w- escape. I would actually, you saying that, I would like to see him add something and I'm sure it will come, but grabbing the nose. But we've had um, like Champa add a few more things to his arsenal, especially when he turned heel. Finn Balor has like brought back the uh, was it the nineteen yeah nineteen I can never <laughs> 1916. remember which one's the film, which one's the movie. Nineteen seventeen is the movie. The movie, okay. Uh, the nineteen sixteen, and just does his like stomps more viciously. I'd like to start seeing that a bit more from Gargano, like add 
add maybe a, like a striking finisher or just something a bit nastier. It will come. It will come. I think. I it think will. it should. Yeah. Uh, I just love start the car. It's like that IKEA commercials that were like all the time. Start the car. Uh, I love this. Like, babe, I'm gonna make so light work of this guy. Get the car running. Although it's Florida, what you want the heat going? You want the AC going? <laughs> Do AC, you the AC going? Yeah. After this match, the the Garganos are standing tall, and we have a video package from Mia Yim and Keith Lee. They're kind of mocking and spoofing the Garganos dinner time segments that we've kind of seen here. Yeah, so they're they're having dinner, and then Mia Yim just grabs a torch, puts it under her chin like she's at a campfire. She's got a flashlight, and she's like doing the like mocking how can they how they did turn and turn black and white. She's like Candice has been here for twenty five years. I've got a sorry excuse for a husband. The musical changes, and Lee is like. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Okay, so uh, they have, like, these fake roses, and they're like, oh, you like my roses? They're fake and trashy, like the Garganos. Uh, this was really weird, because the Garganos dinner thing is already weird. People are either, like, really liking it or really not. We see the the, view, the listeners of this show who listen and, and tweet us and stuff at Up Next Podcast. They're like, oh, I really like the Garganos dinner thing, or some people are like, no, I hate that shit. So... Here, they're now taking that and, like, mocking it, kind of making fun of it. And I feel like it's not hitting the way it was supposed to hit. I don't know. I get that, that, yeah, they're mocking it. They're just jokes weren't funny. Hi, I'm Johnny Gargano. I'm the same size as my actual action figure, is what Keith Lee says. I look at myself more than I look at my wife. Hey, honey, what are we having for dinner tonight? Takeout. And then out comes Tegan Knox, who's in their kitchen, and then brings... Wearing a Latino heat shirt, carrying a pizza, but is like, I got hungry. Sorry, guys, I got your pizza, but I got a little hungry, so I ate a few slices. And they're like, that's cool. And then they open up the box, and there's only, like, a slice There's left. only one slice! And then, like, there's laughing and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did not like this at all. I thought this was really weird. It's fine to mock it. And, like... Sure, it's going to be weird, because what they're mocking is weird already. Just it wasn't funny. And I think I think Keith Lee is very confident when he talks, but a lot of the time I find him quite smug. Yes. And unlikable because of that. Well, he just said Gargano's the size of an action figure. But Absolutely. Like, yeah, but just, just hit the tone of his voice as well. I found this in interviews. You prefer and, the smooth operator. I kind of do. <laughs> From the movie. And I, I found this in the past just a bit like... Okay, you're the baby face making fun of a small person and just... Fair. Just, yeah, the tone of his voice sounds smug a lot of the time. Look, I defend a and lot... And he oozes charisma, don't get me wrong. He just, does. I think it's his promo that doesn't connect with me. I I, I know in, in some of the weeks we do these shows, I'm usually like, if I don't like something, I'm still like, okay, I see what they were trying to do, and I try to like defend it, but this was like, really, like, what? No, you should have just had them come out and beat them up, or... Cut a promo saying that shit to them. It just, it was so backwards. Think, wouldn't a heel, wouldn't the bad guys, in my way of wrestling, a bad guy would mock the good guy. But yeah. here it's backwards, right? Like, it's just, it's interesting. I feel it's this funny. might be the end of Not that funny. dinner gimmick. I hope thing. so. I think we've just seen kill it, it now. twice. Yeah. And then the mocking of it this week. I just uh, didn't understand. And, and Tegan, so Candice is mad because Tegan, her baking buddy, yeah. is turned on, on her with Mia. And also, like, what was the, with Tegan with the one pizza slice? She's eating a, ho- a whole pizza? She's eating a whole... Like, look, I'm not arguing. Oh, look, we've the, all been there. Tonight. We've yeah. all been there. Michael Jordan, we've all been there. But Tegan Knox just leaving one slice. What kind of pizza do you think they got going on in Florida down there? What you, good pizzas down in Florida? 
some Papa John's, some Domino's. Yeah, I don't I don't think about pizza when I think about Florida. No. But pizza's pizza. It's melted cheese on bread. Like, you can't go wrong lately, unless you go to Pizza Pizza. Lately, I don't think about much when I think about Florida. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... That was dinner at the Keith Lee and Mia Yim's house. Yeah, it didn't didn't really didn't hit, hit for me. No, us. that was a, a swing and a miss. I I can't even tell. Like you're trying to mock them, but it was just so. I just I I think there's so much of the time that they do not have comedy writers writing for WWE. I and guess this showed it. I don't know. This was just very and weird. It, the comedy rarely hits, and it only really hits when it's they allow someone to kind of you look at kind of Matt Riddle you feel he gets given a little bit of leeway sure. with his stuff and is less scripted and that's when it tends to work for me um yeah not good no no really not let's not do more dinners let's no leave that dinners. to the podcast yeah that's that's our gimmick yeah. guys we, we do your Wednesday night meals. We didn't think of any of our we need for our burgers. We love you, Johnny Gargano, but like, don't steal our gimmick. I know you, you did the, the job for us last <laughs> summer, but come on. You're running the big bucks. Well, I didn't have an issue with I thought Gargano and Candice were great tonight. I absolutely love Start the Car. <laughs> yeah. I uh, instantly, I, I can't, I'm, I will defend Johnny Gargano as what he said, being one of the best this generation has to offer. Tell me who's on that level of Johnny Gargano. Realistically, sure, you might not like the character work or some of the stuff he's been doing, but wrestling match wise in the past few years, he's been killing it and he's been in under a WWE umbrella. Mm. Whereas, like, a lot of people will be like, oh, Kenny Omega, he's like the best wrestler. Yeah, that's the dream match. I'm still waiting for one day to one fucking day. happen. Uh, this is where we cut to the Drake Maverick and Kushida bit, but then we have Imperium with a little vignette here who are saying that they are now the NXT Tag Team Champions and that these titles are never coming off our waists or shoulders. Our shoulders. And they call themselves impeccable, uh, an impeccable German yep. <laughs> at one point. Uh, to uh, Eichner, Barcel calls him that. Um, and they say, we're never losing the titles, and Walter's... Sorry, ne- no, Barcel's the impeccable German. Sorry, yes. Eichner's and, Italian. Yes, sorry. They say, they're never losing titles, and neither is Walter, who's the, still the NXT UK champion. Yep, they call Danny Burch and only Lorcan a disgrace and they don't deserve a shot. Uh, to us, the mat is sacred. It's same old stuff, really. I like these guys, but nothing new here. This was just, hey, remember these guys are your tag champions? Yeah. But mat is sacred, we're tag champions. These guys suck, essentially. Uh, John Cena of the room says there is one pizza place in Florida that we forgot about, which is Pizza Planet. That's from, in Florida? I've been. Uh, John is saying that the pizza isn't very good there. Okay. It's in Disney World, yeah. Oh, it doesn't... Hey, their food Disney. is pretty good there uh, sometimes. Uh, they're reopening soon. Florida's wild. Let's not talk about Florida. Where this show takes place. <laughs> hey, remember last week when a wrestler on this show, a character on this show, Shotzi Blackheart, was riding an actual tank, Yeah. proceeded to tell you that... She was raised by her dad. Raised by my dad. Raised by my dad. And that she is also your daddy. Daddy. She's your daddy. Well, out comes Shotzi Blackheart in her tank. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. That's not the same tank from last week. Oh, it it, it shrunk in the. She must have left humidity. it in the dryer near our house yeah. that we we go to for our laundry. I think so. Because that tank is 
shrunk. It's Honey, shrunk. I shrunk the tank. Shotzi Blackheart comes out in her actual tank. And as Beth says, her tank runs on nuclear waste and pepperoni. There you go. See, yeah. everyone in Florida likes pizza. Well, Shotzi Blackheart's the ninja pizza Maybe cat. Maybe they don't like pizza. That's why they're feeding it to the tanks. <laughs> and the and the Tegan key. Knox didn't eat the pizza. She fed it to this tank. Whoa! Yeah. Hey! And then she comes out later. Oh, yeah. you figured it out. Oh. They are friends. This show is deeper than I thought. Wow, it was. we're oh. so smart. There you go. Mm. It was just revealed the tank is what takes pizza because Beth told us, and Tegan Knox, who is her tag team partner, was earlier taking the pizza. Wow makes so much sense so much sense Shotzi Blackheart comes out in her tank which is a little smaller than a tank actually there was a viral video of this little kid who got like one of those little cars because Shotzi comes out in like these little like kids it's like a toy tank yeah toy tank this little kid got a like toy car it's on like all over YouTube and stuff and, a, and the, the parents were like oh like drive around like the block essentially in this like little toy car this kid's like four and a cop was driving by and saw it and decided to like do like a fake like pull over <laughs> to this kid in his like little thing, and this kid was like four, and he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" It's fantastic. Uh, what would happen if you were to get a little tank, not like a real tank, but like this little Shotzi tank, and started riding that around do the street? Do you think they mind if we had one in the back? Should we get it? <laughs> oh, in the fight pit <laughs> with a fire pit and a tank, and then you light the fire pit with the tank. Then we can go through the side gate, drive to Dollarama, park up there. Yeah. I would love a little tank. I'm just saying. I don't want it to actually shoot things. If it could shoot, like, T-shirts, that would be cool. But I don't want, like, actual... I don't need it to fire. I just want to ride it. little tank. Shotzi Blackheart. I feel like I'm describing tanks for the rest... That's that's the show now. Every week, we're just going to talk about tanks. tank show, yeah. This is the tank show. Eat my tank! Raced by my dad. Shotzi Blackheart. Nuclear waste. Pepperoni is what she runs on. And out comes Raquel Gonzalez... And Dakota Kai. Raquel is going to face Shotzi one-on-one. They go back and forth. Raquel is hitting her with like a series of strikes. Shotzi goes for a Huracan Rana, but it's countered. And she she gets like uh, her, slams her down. Shotzi gets some sort of flying knee trigger, V-trigger type move. There's super kicks, a discus forearm. Uh, there's elbow block from Raquel. And then uh, Dakota decides to do what we all thought we, we kind of want to do. She's doing what we all think we want to do is and gets in the tank. Dakota's now in the little tank, which distracts Shotzi. But out comes Tegan Knox, who dumps Dakota right out of the tank, like on her back, flies her. And uh, they go to commercial break. And when they come back, Raquel is beating on Shotzi. She hits a, what Beth calls a Stan Hansen type power slam, which we all know. We know so much about it Stan was. Hansen it's now. It's like falling into it as you hit the fat power slam. Look, look pretty good. Um, and then there's Shotzi fighting back with a drop, drop toe hold. There's a running senton in the ring. And then while all like the the uh, women are kind of on the outside, Shotzi has clearly been watching AEW and is clearly a fan of Darby Allen and his coffin drop because Shotzi does a coffin drop, kind of springboarding herself backwards, does the coffin drop to the outside. But lands so awkwardly here. We cringed. We were again. We were watching this kind of in our backyard, and we kind of almost had to stop myself from shouting yeah, because this was insane. We both gasped and cringed. There seemed to be like kind of a silence from the, the from the full cell quiet. Crowd there. Like, just went quiet. Obviously, they're all people that train with her as well. So I think you're going to get a more honest reaction than necessarily a. Uh, a regular crowd there because I, I felt there was genuine concern 
for a moment for Shotzi there because she, oh, she landed nasty. This spot is back of nasty. Her, head, her neck. I was so scared after watching this. They showed a replay a few minutes later, which made me think like she's okay. She continued the match. She got up right away, but this looked like this could have potentially been a very dangerous injury. This is the coffin drop is a move where you trust fall essentially. Yeah, it's the trust fall. And she bends like she goes backwards and kind of falls over. This is very For scary. For a second, because Candice then runs out to like, I'm like. Uh, Tegan Knox is out there. Part of me was wondering if they were kind of trying to distract because the camera yeah. definitely came away from Shotzi for a bit while they were checking. And then she seemed fine because she, she was gets back up. in the match. Yeah, she gets up. She's back in the ring. She's continuing to fight Raquel Gonzalez here. Um, but it's while the referee is kind of distracted with Tegan, Dakota blocks Shotzi from hitting what she was going for, like a sliced bread or something on Raquel. Which stops that. Raquel then blocks it because of Dakota's interference. Raquel hits the tornado bomb, the Texas tornado bomb, on Shotzi Blackheart and pins her. Raquel Gonzalez wins this match. Um, I thought it was a, a little like sloppy here and there, but I, I think it kind of can move the needle forward with all, all the people involved. Apart apart from that bump, I actually quite enjoyed the match. I thought I love the bump, but it's just scary. I don't I don't want people to get well, hurt. No, but... I, yeah, I don't. I don't like Just bumps like that because that's not what sick. she wanted to do. Gnarly. Um, apart from that, I quite enjoyed the match. I thought early on both had some really good-looking strikes. Shotzi came in really like thick with her elbows and knees. She's got this cool kick. I think they called it the question mark kick. Okay. Where she like like hooks her leg round for a yeah, kick. Looked yeah. really nice. I thought Raquel Gonzalez looked decent as well. Um, both these two have wrestled a bunch against each other they had a feud in evolve as well and we've seen them on nxt before um the like i'm not sure if candice is meant to be feuding with mia yim here or tegan or everyone both. um but it seems like the whole all these women that aren't in the like title pitch right now are basically feuding with each other which is fine like giving them, giving them a few to do uh i'm i'm okay with that uh, I I I liked I like Shotzi a lot. Uh, she definitely is a character that stands out. Like her look alone, and I, I don't like. She could have black hair. It wouldn't like the green hair obviously stands out, but she's kind of going for this like alt rocker punk thing. And for me, the character will work because the wrestling is there for me. I think she can even get better and better and better. I think she is a future star. I think in in women's wrestling, uh, particularly here in NXT. But uh, I I love I love everything. The tank. The tank jacking from Dakota Kai. Uh, she got her tank back, though. Yeah. Just letting you know. I do just worry with her a bit about kind of the overshooting. Like, we saw on that Evolve special, the suicide dive the through chairs. all the chairs. And it's when I fell in love. It's kind of the thing we would see with, like, Sasha Banks would do this a lot and kind of bump, like, quite awkwardly a lot of the time. I think she's great. Um, I really like her and agree with you. I, I think she's just such a natural baby face as well. Very likable. But I worry about her being maybe a bit too enthusiastic at times, which could end up really hurting her. Well, that bump was scary. This coffin drop. She can't call it the coffin drop, even though it looks like she's like the, the board. Who's... Uh... I'd never want to see her do that movie. <laughs> yeah, maybe she shouldn't. She should never do that Oh, movie man, again. it's scary. Um, we have a video for... Takeover in your house. And they say, look, you're stuck in your house. And then it cuts to Gargano's, Candace and Johnny eating dinner in their house. You're bored in your house. And then it cuts to Riddle doing like this like cheeky, like, you know, 
Do you have? Does anyone else have like a favorite emoji, or am I just on my own here? Because my favorite emoji is that like cheeky face, like you know the eyebrow raise, like mm, you know what I'm talking about. It cuts to this because we all know what Matt Riddle does in his house when he's bored. Smoke weed. Um, it's time for a, another women's match here in NXT, a tag team match. Now, Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley are facing Charlotte in which was first advertised by TV Guide. They had to let us know that okay. TV Guide were the first people to announce this. TV Guide had the scoop. <laughs> Did you know that? TV Guide was still a thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, More people watching TV these days, reading shit. <laughs> in your house is a triple threat, Charlotte, EO, and Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. However, tonight, right now, EO Shirai and Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte and a mystery tag team partner. EO comes out, Ripley comes out, and uh, EO Shirai is wearing an armband in memory of... Uh, Hannah Kimura. Hannah Kimura, yeah. Uh, Morrow and Beth and the and Tom Phillips commentary here tonight kind of go into uh, like a little bit about that. Yeah, it was, it was mainly Morrow who who kind of read out uh, a translated tweet from Io Shirai, and I thought actually with er- Morrow's battles with kind of mental illness and social media have been very public over the last year, especially. So I thought the words had a lot of resonance coming from him personally. Yes, you could see. He, he kind of went off on a little thing being like, hey, like be nice to each other, which is exactly true. Uh, rest in peace. Um, so Io Shirai is showing a little bit of love there and her tag team partner, Ripley. But Charlotte comes out, the NXT Women's Champion, and her mystery partner is Chelsea Green. And the crowd go wild. The crowd here didn't even go wild no uh the crowd she was in the crowd earlier i think <laughs> she was I'm pretty in, sure she was in yeah. on monday yeah so was shotzi um so chelsea green and charlotte flair versus io shirai and Rhea ripley um and robert stone is of course uh ringside here so kayfabe wise charlotte is the like the goat of women's wrestling like kayfabe you, you could argue non like just She's the. Oh, she's been showing up on Raw, showing up on SmackDown. She's, she's Mrs. WWE, yeah. essentially. And then her, she has to pick someone to tag with her, so she picks someone who always loses. Chelsea yeah. Green. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess. What? Who on the roster is a heel that. Because I, I think as soon as you hear it's a mystery partner, yeah. you're expecting a, to deliver on that. Yeah. This, this was the. Breezango coming out for Kushida, you know? I don't know why this wasn't just advertised as Chelsea Green. Yeah. I think it was because she's the only heel female that wasn't used in the previous segments that I can think of. Um, just advertise the match as Charlotte and Chelsea Green. Yeah. It was weird. Uh, so they're, they're the two heels versus the two cool baby faces who are not quite heels but are kind of heelish. Everyone here is just a heel. Yeah. Uh, I, I think EO's full on babyface now uh, Rhea is on her way to being a heel I believe um, I work like at a TV station and we own like a few channels and we air a lot of like retro movies like black and white movies old movies and I had to like go through and watch some of these old school movies and I'm watching some like oh, I'm forgetting what it was but like this guy I think it's Peyton Place is the movie and uh, this guy uh, like slaps his, his wife in front of someone and someone steps in and goes, huh, you heal. And I was like, oh, okay. So uh, 
non-wrestling people even back then I, knew. I know I feel it's quite an old thing yeah I th- he's like, like oh, you he's heal. heal you heal yeah I think yeah. it's quite an old yeah just a little tidbit that I thought I'd share because yeah. I was like hey I know that word I know what you meant there I got that reference sweet <laughs> reference bro your references are out of control Io Shirai Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte and Chelsea Green the heels Shirai and Charlotte kind of tangle up Chelsea Green is now in with Shirai and Shirai is like I'll show you what I can do and Shirai does like a series of backflips hand flips and then does a drop kick to Chelsea and then just decides to do her best stone cold impersonation and Io Shirai stomps Chelsea Green out in the corner um, and after like this series of backflips Mauro Ronaldo says that Io Shirai is smooth since the days of Underoos Biggie Smalls reference there Shirai makes a little miscalculation. Chelsea gets the offense, sends Io to the outside, and Chelsea Green hits a suicide dive to Io Shirai, crashing on the outside. They get back in the ring. Shirai gets advantage, tosses Chelsea out, and hits a suicide dive of her own onto Chelsea. Um, we come back from break, and they're beating up on Io Shirai. There's finally the hot tag to Ripley. She comes in. There's knees to, to Chelsea Green and like a cravat with knee strikes. Um, but... Charlotte tags in and gets Ripley in the figure four, but Shirai breaks it up with like the Meteora knees to Charlotte's face. Um, there's like Io Shirai just on fire here against Charlotte with like uh, counter after counter into a double stomp. The 619, she goes for the springboard drop kick, but Chelsea Green moves Charlotte out of the way and takes the bump, which Shirai then drop kicks Green. Charlotte then like. Ducks, which makes Io hit her own tagging partner of Rhea, which then Charlotte then rolls up Io Shirai with a schoolgirl, but gets her feet on the ropes. The ref doesn't see it. The daughter of the dirtiest player in the game, Charlotte, the NXT Women's Champ, pins Io Shirai. The heels win this one, leaving the two number one contenders kind of like, ah, shit. I quite like the story of this match because you've got... uh Obviously, Rhea, Io, and Charlotte are the match. Chelsea Green coming in here out of nowhere. But Chelsea Green and Charlotte worked really well as a team. They were kind of isolating Io in their corner a lot, kind of quick tags here and there. Chelsea Green actually sacrificing herself to save her partner because I think Charlotte was the legal woman at the time or, or something like that. They worked really well as a team, which kind of starts to build this more dissension between Rhea and Io as they couldn't work together. Here. Yes, they hate each other. They hate each other. Um, it's it's a bit cliche, partnering the opponents against each other, but I did like how Charlotte and Chelsea worked here and doing a bit more of a slower burn until I'm sure next week they'll be pulling each other's hair out. Yeah, so Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai versus Charlotte, like as a triple threat at In Your House. I, I like this a lot as well. Um, even Chelsea Green, I think Chelsea Green is very talented. I've watched her in Impact, but she's kind of like had a few missteps She's here. hit and miss. Yeah, so, so this was this was good. I think you, you were right, though. If you just advertised, it wouldn't have made... It kind of put a lot of pressure I, I, on I her. I was expecting another, like, New main person. roster person. Yeah, me too. I was expecting, like, maybe, a, like, Sasha or someone. Like, like, oh, okay. She's like, yeah, let's show how... How we the do real it. real people do yeah, it. Like the yeah. real roster do it. I will say, uh, watching this match, I know week to week on this show, I talk about how Io Shirai does in fact get me high. 
she is incredible. Like she is a lot tinier than Charlotte here. Like Rhea Ripley is also big, but Charlotte is way bigger than all the three others in this yeah. match. But Io Shirai is just crazy talented. Also doing the six one nine because Rey Mysterio is retiring. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. He won't. He's got a bad eye. But we'll see. <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, after that match, we have the Garganos. They're backstage. They are upset. They're being interviewed. They're like, whoa, how unprofessional was that? Gar- Johnny says, look, let's see how funny Keith Lee is when I beat him for the North American title at In Your House. And Candace says, and yeah, next week, I'm going to show Mia Yim a lesson. And by the way, Tegan, you should be ashamed. And they walk off. So what I got out of this is we're not getting the tag team of the couples. We're getting Gargano versus Lee at the in your house and Candace versus Mia Yim next week because that's what they just told me. Yeah. So I assume maybe like maybe we'll never see that tag or they'll do it just on a TV episode at some point. Or the next week sets up to make it a tag. We still don't have an official kind of... Yeah. Um I just got to go back to that fucking awful dinner thing. I feel so sorry for heels when they have to act so insulted and <laughs> upset when it's <laughs> shit. Can you imagine if like not that we have any enemies really, but can you imagine if someone sent Speak for yourself, sent huh? a video just like that to us? We'd be like mocking us. We'd be like okay, that's weird. <laughs> I might retweet that and laugh about how dumb that is. I always retweet that. Like, what? (laughs) Whereas I just feel sorry for, like, oh, my God. Oh, how dare they? They're mocking my Caesar salad. Yeah. It's weird. Well, look, Keith Lee was like, Johnny's so small. He's the size of an action figure while he's mocking the dinner, right? Like, what are we eating, pizza? If I was Johnny, I just lift my shirt. Yeah, Johnny could have... Eight abs, motherfucker. Johnny should have came out here and been like, so small, huh? Hmm, maybe you should try eating a Caesar salad, Keith Lee. Yeah. (laughs) Like, realistically. Tegan did you a favor eating that pizza, (laughs) feeding it to the tank. Like, why didn't you get that from John? Like, why is it more like that? Here, he's just so upset that Keith Lee did a shit video package that didn't hit. I don't know. It's just like... <laughs> Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano are two of the best performers in this company, oh. and this is should we? Write this for is NXT? like when Jericho oh. fucking spilt coffee on Kane and to me, or feud. Booker feuding over a hair commercial. What's the feud here then? One family eats chicken Caesar salad. Someone and the likes other... recording. Like, what do you call them? Dinners? No, mukbangs. mukbangs. Someone likes doing that, and Keith Lee doesn't get it. <laughs> that the feud look you want to you want to record yourself eating dinner cool you want to eat while putting flashlights to your face while eating cool i don't care but like you know why are you making fun of people if that's what they like doing keith lee it's backwards keith lee and mia yim are the heels here i mean to be fair gargano and candace have been talking shit about them but come on i want just i don't know kidnap one of mia yim's dogs or something <laughs> smash up her xbox or whoa you know like there you go. Yeah. like yeah. come on let's get a blood feud going here yeah not fucking insulting each other over dinner ask her to name all the members of the wu-tang clan then you'll see me a yim sweat yeah 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 for real um we have matt riddle backstage he's getting ready for his match later tonight and who is he with kurt angle Kurt Angle goes to shake the hand of Matt Riddle and he goes, no, 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 and does the fist bump and Kurt Angle fist bumps Matt Riddle. 
saw it here. Kurt Angle. What's funny is everyone looks at this image of Matt Riddle and Kurt Angle standing beside each other, and I just thought, hmm, you would assume one of these guys has done a lot more drugs than the other, and it's not Matt Riddle. <laughs> it's just weird. Just, just weird. It's just, interesting. just an interesting speculation I, mean, I made. He's been doing well for a while. He has. He's doing some very good things. He has. So. He, has. Uh, he has. I'm happy to see Kurt. I'm just making a joke. Yeah. Out comes no one because we're going to a zoom chat we're going to a zoom chat it is adam cole the nxt champion with his negotiations with william regal uh this was really weird so adam cole is like look i'm celebrating i'm fucking adam cole i've been champ for a year we got the champagne it's crazy and william regal's like yeah uh like, why are you celebrating? You're kind of being like an asshole and everything is not about you, Adam. Adam Cole says, shut up, William Regal. Undisputed Era deserves everything. First of all, Undisputed Era deserve another shot at the tag titles because they're they're obviously like worthy and they haven't gotten a shot since they've lost it. So they deserve that shot. They should be in contention. And second of all, Dream should never step foot in this business ever again. And I do what I want. And he's like, you know... Cole, you do what you want, says Regal. Well, Dream does deserve another chance. So in your house, he will get a shot. And Adam Cole says, you know, you're giving him a charity thing and that Dream is a narcissist and he comes out on a couch with a spotlight. And William Regal says, Adam Cole, you're calling someone a narcissist? Like, you are a narcissist. And Adam Cole says, whoa, did you just compare... Velveteen Dream to Adam Cole. That's like comparing a Lambo to a toy car or Lambo to a toy tank, which would be cooler. But he says, let's be honest, William Regal. The past few years, Undisputed Era has made you look good. We've been running things. We've been making money. We've been putting on great matches and it's because of us. And without us, well, you wouldn't have had that. And William Regal says, look, Adam Cole, you're acting like a bay bay. Good line. Great. Adam Cole loves it. He claps. He says, oh, you got jokes. The man's man's got jokes. The man's man. He's a man. He's a man's man. He says, fine. I'll fight Adam. I'll fight Velveteen Dream one more time. But if I beat him, he doesn't get a shot ever again. And he goes, sure. You got it, sunshine. So William Regal says he's going to pick a time and a place at TakeOver in your house. It's going to be like uh, Triple H. Yeah, with this being Dream, do you see this being like like an experience almost like firefly funhouse but more of a match sure i'm kind of seeing like purple lights the couch they fight in there yeah velveteen clicks his fingers they're somewhere else sure i don't know how weird they're gonna go but the i'll name the time and the place in this covid universe we're in kind of means cinema match they're gonna fight in the couch store sure love it (laughs) that's what they're gonna fight um yeah, is this the cinematic? I, I kind of, I kind of feel this. I haven't been. Neither of us have been into this feud, but this pay per view is coming up in what two weeks. They don't have anything else lined up for Adam Cole, so I feel either this is going to be a title change, or this is get the North American title off of Keith Lee and just move him. Yeah, I think- and they do that feud. They they like flirted with that feud before. But go in as that's the next big title picture. Yeah, I'm not too sure if I'm like, 
but I, I like Velveteen Dream, but this has been super cold and super forced. Like, where is this even coming? They're doing, they announced a prime target NXT. You remember those? Mm. Prime target for the takeovers. They're doing one for Charlotte, Ripley, Shirai. And then they're doing one for Dream and Cole. Which, what? These stories have I, just... I think Charlotte, Ripley, and Shirai could actually be really good. Because you can go into, like, Charlotte, how how she was when she was with NXT the first time around. And how she's grown since then. Like, I don't know. Could you go into Ripley's visa issues anyway? Either. Because they often get a bit more personal with that. EO her transformation like show some clips from stardom or whatever sure i think that one could be interesting but not this one this one no unless this is the only way to get this story over it's quickly put a story together i feel this is they just have nothing else they have nothing and any else. other title match would feel very rushed and with i mean who who else do you have challenge so adam cole versus velveteen dream in a nxt world title match which may or may not be some sort of cinematch it can take place anywhere. William Regal's going to find somewhere, just like Triple H found. I wonder if he's going to ask Triple H, hey, where did you get that spot? He's like, uh, we filmed it here. It's full style. <laughs> it's, it's filmed here. Yeah. They'll film it at Daly's place. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is filmed at Daly's place. It's fine. Do they have pools in the Full Sail Arena? I don't think so. Just saying. There, there are probably pools in Full In the Sail. university. Yeah. Well, they're probably drained now. Oh, that's Florida. They're, they're probably open. Mm. They're probably full right now. They're it's a party. Yeah, they're just right there. Um, we have a video vignette of someone who, two people actually, who went somewhere that seems to be open. Again, it's filmed in Florida, so I guess it was. Uh, probably not. The Brit and Brawlers. Oni! Oni! Yeah, you've got Oni. They're basically just two lads talking about how hard they are. You've got Oni saying about, I'm a firefighter in Boston, and Boston's rough as fuck. Boston's strong. And you've got Danny, the governor, who's going, in Bethnal Green, you put on football boots, and you learn how to fight. Hey. And I think he says something like, me hitting you in the face is like me hitting you in the face with a hammer. And <laughs> Danny's like, I'm the more handsome one, we're both hard as nails. <laughs> Oni's the more handsome one? No, Danny is. Oh, okay. Danny's yeah, the Yes, he is. It's just hard as fuck and want no to fight. No offense to Oni, Lord. Um, and then they're in a pub and they cheers a pint of water each. Okay. So, I get... <laughs> There's a lot to unpack. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. You did a good job. Uh, <laughs> do they call Imperium Chatty Cathy's at one point? I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, hold on. So pubs are not open. However, the gimmick of these two is a pint and a fight is a hell of a night. And that's what they were cheating. Because Danny sat down at the pub and kind of looked over like, hey, savvy. And he's got the the, 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 the pint. But it's a pint of water. Yeah. But it had bubbles. So I'm thinking it's a club soda. Maybe it's a White Claw. We can only hope. But imagine White Claw on tap. Oh. <laughs> Just a white claw bar. Throw them up. All the flavors. <laughs> just throw, throw them, them up. up. <laughs> Anyways, just something. I know. They're not drinking they'll, beer. They'll be here. at Kayfabe. At our bar. Yeah. yeah. You just, yeah, we have a bar. Uh, when when quarantine's done, we're taking all our Patreon money and creating our own bar called Kayfabe. Yeah. It's going to be all wrestling related stuff in Toronto. Uh, white claw on tap. White claw on tap. Uh, interest, uh, any, any backers or uh, investors, uh, let us know. Yeah. You know? Hey, there's there's a lot of places closing down, so a lot of property is going to be available to buy in Toronto very soon. And, and like a pint and a fight is a hell of a night. Yeah, is that going to be above the bar? 
that be seen as encouraging? Yeah, but like, and we'll be like Ribera. Like, you come, you get a, you don't get a jacket, but you get like, you a, get one of our t shirts like that's selling. Brosleetees.com slash up next. I'm not an extra large. You're, you're extra large now. Have it. <laughs> it's free. A pint and a fight is a hell of a night. So, Brit and Brawlers, Oni and Danny, they're challenging Imperium, obviously, at in your house is what it looks like. Or maybe an Undisputed Era will be involved in a three way the, match there, but. Yeah, that's something. Uh, I'm not sure if you mentioned during the Adam Cole Regal segment, Adam Cole does say that kind of like undisputed were kind of cheated out of those titles and they've never had a title shot back. So kind of pushing towards getting a title shot as well, which will be the Bobby fish Roddy team, which is the one combination that hasn't been tag champions. Technically they think it's still, I mean, they've all free bird rule. Yeah. we haven't really. We've seen them tag, but not as champs. I don't think. Uh, the YouTube room uh, supports us with our bar opening option and wonders why the speakeasy we were talking about turning our apartment into earlier tonight uh, isn't just called Kayfabe as the like the secret bar. But we're waiting till the, the pandemic's over. Yeah, I miss going to bars. Yeah, can you tell? I, I really do. Chatty Cathy's we are. Out comes Tomasa Champa. He's got a match against someone we've seen, I think, way too many times on Raw and all these shows. Leon Ruff. Mm. Oh, boy. He's about to have a rough night. Uh, Champa beats him up. But Scarlet is ringside. Scarlet. Just standing, watching on creepily. Now, I don't know if you how long you've been listening to this show. But I have on this show many times that uh, I think that there is some sort of vampire type invasion thing going on in NXT. It's been going on for a while. We've seen Damian Priest. He's mentioning all these things about living forever and hangs out in clubs like Blade. But out comes Scarlet looking like a damn vampire. Just saying. There is vampires in NXT. Just, I'm gonna, don't forget about it. It's a thing. We're all focused on COVID-19. We're forgetting about the serious issues Vampires. I mean, maybe they've got the right idea. Live forever. Can vampires catch it? I doubt it. Well, it's from a fucking bat. What do you mean they can they catch it? They gave it they to gave us. They gave it, yeah. <laughs> they're well, most, maybe it's just the vampires are being they're most at risk. shit at their job. They're not actually turning people. They're just giving COVID, which sucks. <laughs> Scarlet looked like a vampire here. Like, Damien Priest is pissed because he's bitten a few people and then they've just got COVID and the club's shut down and now he's like now he can't go to the club I can't take my vampire girls <laughs> can't hang out with Drusilla at the club yeah exactly yeah. wow look at you Drusilla wait she's from Buffy yeah 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 nice uh, there's a, she looks like a vampire yeah. she looks spooky I like her look she has a really good look so I, I like Scarlet and Cross like as a couple they look I think they look, they look really like good stars. absolute stars I, I, I gush about how I like horror movies and all that kind of spooky dookie shit I think she and him look great she's just watching Champa and that's what vampires do too in all these movies you watch a vampire movie you always see a vampire just watching mm-hmm. just like hey I'm watching you well she's watching Champa he's like a little pissed that like she's just chilling there he goes and just hits a flying knee to Leon Ruff he um, he hits the fairy tale ending blows a kiss to Scarlet and then pins him light work and as Champa's like in the ring staring at her and she walks off the screen turns on and it's like a close up of like Cross's like eyes <clears throat> in black and white and he says Champa you said something last week and you're right you are special and you see Takeover that's special too. 
So at takeover in your house, I'm going to make you feel something you've never felt in your life. A TikTok. Oh, wait, no, he said TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> uh, I really like the, uh, and I hope he keeps this, the promo with just focusing on the so eyes. Close. It's It's something a little different. I, I feel they had a slight effect on his voice as well, but not so over the top. But there, there was a slight echo or distortion or something. It sounded really cool. I, I love this promo style. As we said, I, I think both these, uh, Cross and Scarlet, look like main eventers instantly. Yeah, uh, I know Karrion Cross here, Killer Cross, he loves like old school horror movies and all that stuff. Obviously imprinted here on this whole kind of character they got going on like i've been calling her a vampire because it's clearly with the look she's going with the all black mm. land of leather with the, the jacket here it's like yeah, living in a castle kind of. yeah they look like they live like in a castle somewhere with Pac from yeah. Heavy. <laughs> um and just going put some fucking clothes on <laughs> i'm a big fan of like hitchcock movies and, and stuff and i feel like this shot where it's just zoomed in on just him kind of talking is something you don't really see in wrestling it's something different and he instantly took that. He clearly saw that in the movie somewhere and was like, oh, I'm going to do like that. And I think you are right. Go forward with that style of like, that's how you send your messages kind of thing. Yeah. Like, he, he had Scarlet out there who just watching. Like, it's spooky. That you, it is, yeah. She's just kind of hanging it. around. Uh, I think I think there's there's some future in, in these two. And I'm interested in seeing Champa versus Cross. I think that could be a fight. Nice little brawl. Uh, I don't, for the record, I don't think Karrion Cross is a vampire. I think Scarlet's now a vampire. Cross is a werewolf, right? Oh, he's uh what do you call them? A were- werewolves, but there's the like the the people that the things that can kill vampires and stuff. Someone in the room's gonna help me out like on the YouTube. Housing? Yeah, yeah. There's a whole thing, like the werewolf people, syndicate and all that stuff. I gotta go watch some old Boy Meets World later. Uh, not Boy Meets World. Big Wolf on Campus. Okay. Big Wolf like, on Campus. Whoa, that was a tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> wrong one. Big Wolf on Campus. Lit show. Um, so next week it is announced that Phantasma and Drake will be having their match. YouTube rumor saying lichens. Lichens. That's exactly what I was talking about. Lichens. Yeah. Aren't they like half werewolf vampire people type things? Yeah. That's what they are. Um, and uh, yeah. So next week is Mia Yim and Candice, and then Drake versus Phantasma. Will it happen and be pushed back? We will see. But guess what? It's time for the main event. The first rule about Fight Pit is we talk about the Fight Pit. It's time to go into the Fight Pit. Special guest referee, Kurt Angle, former Hall of WWE Champion, Hall of Famer, Olympic gold medalist. He won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. And he comes out here walking funny. And the crowd chants, you suck. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, sing it. Out comes Kurt Angle in his new balances. Uh, He's got the flex on. Actually, I was corrected. I put a tweet out saying that uh, Kurt Angle was looking like a true dad in his his new balances. And uh, I took a picture and someone was like, "Uh, dude, those ain't. Those ain't New Balances. Those are Mizuno. Oh, Mizuno. I don't know. Someone corrected me. So, uh, or as or as John Cena has now called Kurt Angle, not red shoes, blue Blue shoes. shoes. (laughs) Oh, I do know Mizuno. Okay, blue shoes. Kurt Angle is the special guest referee. He comes down here for the fight pit. Out comes Timothy Thatcher, Matt 
Riddle. Now both guys come in with their entrances, and the referees, Drake Younger, I think, is like checking them like a UFC fight. They check like, hey, you got anything on you? What's you? You know, you good? You get on any razor blades and things hanging out? Um, they get in here, and well, we should describe what the fight pit actually. Please, is. please, please describe what the so fight pit is. So you've got the fight pit. You've got the NXT mat. The ropes have been completely removed. And there's uh, like a, a cage fence all around it, but on top of that, there's these platforms. So probably, what? No, I don't think it was as high as a cage, was it? No, maybe twelve uh, feet, twelve fifteen yeah, feet. Yeah, not as high. Um, you've got these big platforms, and then there's scaffolding behind. So they're they're allowing like the throughout the fight, you've got um, I guess there's camera operators on top of these platforms, so they're they're looking down on the action, kind of like a UFC fight would be. Yeah. Um, lion's Den. It's it's very like the Lion's Den, but without the... The Lion's Den would kind of uh, taper out. Um, whereas this more of a traditional cage, uh, but with this added platform. Looked really cool. And obviously the rope's removed. Yes. Um, I thought this looked great. It's Bloodsport. It's Lion's Den. It's Fight Pit. Fight Pit. Fight pit. Great time to do it because I don't know how much you'd be able to see in the crowd. If you were watching this. With these scaffoldings. I mean, if they're going to continue, which I hope they do, they're going to have to get rid of that scaffolding somehow around the ring. Uh, Uh, This looked great. I I always will say on a podcast that I love things that are entertainment, entertaining and like ridiculous. And this is pretty ridiculous considering we all know this is a fake fighting sport entertainment type show, wrestling, pro wrestling, WWE. But here they are once again going to the we're going to do something that's trying to be that real fighting thing. And you know what? I quite enjoyed this whole thing. Oh, absolutely. The fight pit. Matt Riddle instantly as this match is like not even started yet is kind of on top of this thing and jumps off into the ring, does like a roll and then forearms Timothy Thatcher thus starting this match now Kurt Angle the guest ref here is in is in the way he's he's in his blue shoes he's doing his best red shoes impersonation but he's not on the level of he keeps looking like he's in the way Kurt Angle he should not be on the outside of the cage maybe but I digress what was his realistically why was he here I I don't know I I really don't know um <laughs> I've got some issues let's get to that after okay. the match <laughs> I just remember. I'm like, wait, yeah, you didn't I, do anything? You didn't no. do anything. All right. Uh, Matt Riddle beats up Timothy Thatcher. They keep going back and forth instantly because there's, you know, Timothy Thatcher turned on Riddle, costing him the tag titles, thus spiraling this whole feud here and this creation of this match. Um, Matt Riddle runs at Thatcher, who hits him with a spine buster. Riddle hits a German suplex, going grapple for grapple. There's brotons. There's slaps um there's this this move where um it's it's famous in like the ufc i could be wrong but i think it was known anthony pettis who did this like flying like he runs off the cage and like kicks you and matt riddle does this here in this like octagon style thing and does this like flying penalty kick off the running off the cage which is just crazy like some jackie chan type stuff here and kicks him in the face and we see all of a sudden like Blood everywhere. Now, uh, it could just be him taking a blood capsule here. But Kurt Angle's like, oh my god, are you okay? You're missing some teeth. I thought he was already before this match started. Oh, he's missing more. Okay, so now he's missing more teeth. So he gets his teeth kicked out of here. His face, his mouth. I'm pretty sure this was 
set up. I yeah. think this is Blood Capsule and Two Fake Teeth. But I don't care. I thought it added to the match a lot. You've then got the... It's also kind of showing that this is a different kind of match. Because you've got the, the doctor on the outside. He's got his torch. He's... He's checking on him. He's on like, no, he, he's good to fight. The visual here is cool. He's, he's good to fight. Bloody face. It's just selling that this is a different kind of fight. Yeah. I did also like, uh, after Riddle hits the PK, um, he like tries to wake up the audience, because the ref's counting, going one, two, and then Riddle's just like, yo, count! <laughs> to the crowd, they're like, oh, three! Oh, they probably can see shit, no. and that's why. They're like, but, we can't tell what's happening inside this this fight pit. But a really uh, a really cool opening to this match, and we went to commercial break. At yeah, this point. when they come back, they're like, look what happened. You know, his his teeth were knocked out. He's bleeding everywhere, and the match continues. Uh, Thatcher beats up on Riddle and gets the Fujiwara armbar. Riddle gets out of it. There's belly to belly from Thatcher. There's uh, like a single leg heel hook kind of leg crab. Sorry, there. just to interrupt. Eric Marcotte, MMA expert yeah. for post wrestling, is in the room right now. Says it's the Showtime. The kick. Showtime kick, yes. running off the the side of the cage to kick the guy. Riddle obviously knows this stuff way more than I do. Uh, Eric Marcotte as well. Um, Marcotte. He comes in here. There's uh, there's they're just going back and forth. Thatcher has control. He hits a beautiful butterfly suplex. Goes on top of him and then transitions into the armbar again, which then that is countered into the bro mission from Matt Riddle. There's an arm triangle from Thatcher, which is then power countered into a power bomb from Matt Riddle, which then Thatcher counters that into like him climbing that this pit, this rumble pit thing. They start then to like go up on the top. They're now on this like. How do you even call this thing? You know, like in the in the old times, how like a castle would have the thing where people walk inside of it. That's yeah. how it is here. They're like walking inside this lion's den thing, but up top, and they're fighting up there. Riddle goes for like a senton on it, but like moves, he, Thatcher moves out of the way, so he just like kind of lands on the the top of it, like on his back. It's like a wood platform up top there, I think. Um, there's a ripcord knee, and Thatcher kind of falls back into the ring. Leaving Riddle up top by himself. Who, who there was a really cool moment just before then where Riddle got, uh, sorry, Thatcher got Riddle in the ankle lock, and Riddle's like dangling off the cage. Right, so yeah, he's like holding him off the cage, it. which would have hurt even more. You get looked, dumped upside down, and obviously a visual you you don't get to see. And he's doing the ankle lock right in front of, uh, right in front of Kurt Angle, like doing yeah, the ankle absolutely. lock right in front of him. Um, Matt Riddle then, who hits a knee, sending Thatcher into the ring, does the floating bro off the top into the ring onto Timothy Thatcher, which, wow, that would hurt yourself probably a lot more. Um, There's roundhouse kicks. There's slaps to one another. Thatcher counters and counters and counters. And instead of going for the Fujiwara, locks in the RNC, the rear naked choke. And Matt Riddle goes to sleep. Timothy Thatcher gets the victory. A TKO, if you will, because he's out. He made him pass out. Knockout, whatever you want to call this. A TKO, if you will. Timothy Thatcher beats Matt Riddle in the first ever NXT WWE fight pit. Thatcher is the king of the pit. The rumble pit. The king of of the pits. I I really enjoyed this match. Uh, I thought it looked great. 
part of me, part of me was wondering because we were questioning why would you not put this on, um, on a takeover now. We should maybe address the the talk that it looks like Riddle is moving up. So maybe they wanted to get him up like right away. The other thing I was thinking, people know kind of UFC is the only sport at the moment that is running, really. I wonder if there was part of them that thought flicking through the channels and you see this, the way it was shot for a lot of it. Sure, it definitely had pro wrestling elements to it. But the look of it and the way it was shot and the way they work. Both guys are like grapplers, like actual grapplers as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Whether someone who doesn't give wrestling a, char- a chance and just thinks of it as that fake shit yes. would go, oh, what's what's this? This looks interesting. And then the match ends, the graphic comes up and you go, oh, that was WWE. True. Maybe. It's very true. I don't know. Uh, I thought it looked really cool. Um, I think the right person won. I think Timothy Thatcher really needed that win and this should be his his thing now like i don't fight pit i hope this isn't a one and done i think this is a uh he wants to go for a title at some point he challenges them to a fight pit match this is his fight song this should be his gimmick and i think uh someone like him who uh personality wise could struggle could do with that kind of thing he's the he's the fighter he took out matt riddle um if if you build up like a Arturo Huas coming, yeah, true. I'd like to see Remember him in this guy. kind of match. Where's um, that guy at? I think he's well evolved, but yeah. that's not really a thing right now. But that's what I'd really like to see. Kylo Riley said he wants the next yeah, match. I saw that's that something tweet. I'd like to see. Yeah, so Kylo Riley was tweeting to promote the match when it was airing, and then Kylo Riley, as soon as it ended, was like, "I got next." I got next. So that sounds fucking crazy. Uh, I will say this is something that's totally like kind of different. I found for WWE TV NXT as we're used to, but I I, I really enjoyed it. It was something completely different, and it worked for me. Uh, it was. I'm a big fan of Matt Riddle. I know his his character and his like you know his. Mike talking, all that stuff is kind of hit and miss with some people. When it comes down to it, he's a bad motherfucker. Like, realistically, mm. like, he could probably tap a lot of people out on the main roster. And here, you got to see kind of like him kind of crossing back into that weird yeah, thing. And I, I, I know a little bit about Thatcher from some of the stuff I've seen on, on some of the indie stuff you've showed me in the past. But this was like super cool and so, so different and 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 i'll say ridiculous at the same time because it's fight pit the pit fight as moro kept calling it i was like what is it is it the fight pit or the pit fight damn it uh but i love it uh it's just so strange because now i'm going to tell people for this rest of this week uh people who know i like watch wrestling i'll be like yeah i watch this fight pit and they're like what the fuck is a fight pit and i'll be like well i can't talk about it (laughs) That's the first and second rule. You've made that joke about four times <laughs> in the show. Move on. Um, uh, I, I really like this. I thought this was a lot of fun. I'm not quite sure why Kurt Angle was there. Yes. that. So I, these were my two issues. Number one, why was Kurt Angle there? I, I was expecting maybe at least after he, uh, after he kind of knocks out Riddle for him to kind of keep on attacking, attacking a sort of... Bret Hart, Stone Cold, and Angle has the shamrock spot where he just does a takedown on Thatcher or or something like that to get a bit of a reaction and be like, oh, even if they're never going to go to the match, just to have Angle there for a reason, he kind of suplexes Thatcher off of of Riddle or something like that. 
this this might as well have been Drake Younger because Kurt did apart from having his entrance and now he can say he's been in NXT. He's been in the fight pit. And he's he's going to fight, fight pit. He's going to fight Timothy Thatcher next in the at, in your house. Kurt Angle versus Timothy sure. Thatcher. I I found that very odd. I also thought they did a really poor job of hyping this match throughout the show. I think a match like this should have been um, like kind promoted of promoted on hit, Raw, promoted on Raw, but also during these two hours, kind of hit over your head. Like scatter. This is your big main event. Scatter the kind of um, all right. Let's see from Riddle's point of view. Build it up as more of a a big TV main event. Whereas I I don't think they did enough. I thought this was would have been on in your house, but I guess the card is already stacked, and they were like, yeah, whatever. Riddle's going to move up. The rumor is Riddle's going to SmackDown. Apparently, I think SmackDown's the right choice. Like, it sucks because we didn't quite get to see Riddle at where he should have been, putting on like actual matches. Uh, I'll always say, imagine if he went to New Japan before he came. Fuck, he would be. It would be a completely different world, realistically, wrestling wise. But uh, I'm a big fan, I and feel, this is fun. I feel SmackDown need him though. You don't sure. have like look the title match for SmackDown at Backlash is Miz and Morrison it's against terrible. Braun Strowman. Looks like shit. That is appalling. Garbage. That is really terrible. Like I'm. I I like Miz and Morrison at a level. Mm. Like I like both guys at a level. I do not like Braun anymore. Um, Roman's out. You've got AJ who's there now. So you think you say you didn't see Riddle wrestle, but you've got the opportunity to mix him up with AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. Boom! That's pretty cool. Do it. Um, get okay. that fucking atrocious blue belt off of the Braun <laughs> Strowman. Riddle train. will make it green. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and let's get that Goldberg match. Uh, (laughs) In a fight pit. Obviously. Obviously. Uh, Listen, guys, if you got anything out of it, if you ever, if you got an issue in life, you got a problem with someone, challenge them to a fight pit. That's how you fix things. And I don't know. I'm kind of, I always thought Matt Riddle would be the guy that's like the next big project for for Triple H and NXT. I always saw that with him. We we went to Takeover New York where he was I think it was him and Dream Matt Riddle versus Dream yeah. and really good match and everyone was like oh okay yeah yeah this guy this guy's like I think a lot of people were like oh this guy is the hype that people were on the indies were talking about for the past few years and I feel like for the past little while he's been in limbo including like this like this was fun and really cool yeah. and different but I I'm I want to see him like fight like Ishii and I want to see him fight like Gargano and like battles and like actual wrestling and i feel like he's been here for so long and i still haven't gotten i know what you mean i feel he was kind of in that back pocket and then and then the usa thing happened because i I think you were going to take over toronto last year was supposed to be new york we were building up for gargano and champa before champa got injured yeah gargano and champa were already on the main roster Mm -hmm. they were going to move up and then Champa got injured, Gargano stuck around for a little bit, then the USA thing happened, and they didn't want to let those guys go. I think if they'd have moved up, Riddle would have been right into that slot. And WWE is reactionary. They are seeing ratings fall. Uh, SmackDown is their... It's on Fox. It's their their kind of big project. Mm. And you've lost your biggest star in Roman Reigns, and who knows how long this is going to go on for. Uh, So... It makes sense. I agree with you. It's a shame we never really saw a... We should have seen a takeover Gargano-Riddle match at some point. Or a Riddle-Champa match. Exactly. And those kind of things. 
it's not to say we'll we'll never get them. Hmm. I, I I know Riddle, AJ, Riddle, Brian, all these other matches that you could have Riddle on the main roster. He fits the main roster. He's got a char- character. He's a character. He's got a personality. He also like kind of is over the top, whether it be a social networking kind of thing where he he's honest and like kind of how he is. Mm. You know what I mean? And I respect that a lot out of him. But uh, as an NXT fan and an NXT podcast, we do like fuck. We're going to lose Matt Riddle. This show's going to change a little bit. You've got to feel a bit sorry for Pete Dunne as well, who was tag champions with Riddle. Yeah. He didn't lose it. Obviously, he's stuck in the UK. Mm-hmm. I think we all assumed this would build up to an eventual Dunne-Riddle feud. Yeah. Um, I mean, who knows how long it's going to be till we get Dunne back, but I kind of feel a bit bad for him. I would have rather to see Riddle kind of be the guy in NXT for a little bit more. I hope the the rumors here are not true, but it seems to be like he is kind I of. I think, especially the way tonight. Yeah, I especially with him sleeping. He was sleeping. If AEW's got Mike Tyson and all this hoopla there, well, we got a fight pit with Kurt Angle. We do That's- indeed. That's what we had now, tonight. Now, uh, the YouTube room uh, informed me that uh, apparently breaking news. Okay. Chelsea Green has fired Robert Stone. What? Because she won a match. She doesn't need him. She's like, look, you fucking, you suck. So, uh, yeah, that doesn't look too good for Robert Stone, who currently has one client and half an Aaliyah. Because I don't know if he signed her or not, but, yeah. Well, it's not Virtuosa, who signed with Impact Wrestling. He's with Impact, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, interesting. So, Chelsea Green finally wins a match and realizes, I don't like where this is going. I'm done Oh, I need to Charlotte. I yeah. need, need this guy. <laughs> I just need Charlotte, and uh, maybe that's where they go. Put her with Charlotte. There was rumors of Chelsea Green going to the main roster as well with this whole thing before this happened. Right. So uh, there's that. Uh, but that was NXT from May 27th, 2020. The fight pit um, was a lot of fun. That's what we thought about it. We do post up on the Post Wrestling Forum, forum.postwrestling.com, every Wednesday night, and it's it's free to join, and, and all the shows that John Away do, they post their feedback, and we do too, and we have some feedback for tonight. I'll read the first one. Eva from London, she's got a random Baszler fact. I'll only read it because tonight had some MMA uh, influence. Shayna is the only person in pro MMA history to have more than one win via the unorthodox Cobra Twister submission in their fight career. I have a random Baszler fact. Baszler did not win a lot in MMA. <laughs> Baszler wouldn't do good in the in, in the pit fight in the fight pit. Uh, didn't Shay Baszler lost a lot? I think in fifteen wins and eleven losses. Okay, that's not that's that bad. Not. That's not that bad. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's more than than losing. Uh, Eva continues on here. Thatcher with the fight pit win via the Carafuda clutch. Yes, the rear naked choke is very similar. Seriously though, hard hitting main event. Not sure if it's better than their first bout, but damn good. You know what? I really liked that kind of whole story where they broke up earlier in the night and then they had the match in Riddle 1 which then set up this match but this was a lot of fun I, I prefer this tonight it's just so over yeah, the top yeah this was great this was I ridiculous really yeah. uh, Eva continues I firmly see Io and Rhea as both tweeners disagree completely that Rhea is supposed to be a heel I think that Charlotte experiment has been a failure as everyone knows either Rhea or Io is taking the pinfall at TakeOver so the false queen can lose the title without being pinned I guess that makes the most sense. You have someone else get pinned so that Charlotte doesn't look that bad in the match. 
Yeah. That being said, I they may until they go on the road again and Charlotte's just there, they may just want to keep her as champ. Yeah, why not? Just a little bit. Nothing else is going on. I, I get it. You don't want Charlotte to be traveling back and forth when you're actually on the road, but now you're not. Why not? Yeah, you're all in Florida. Unique finish in the Cruiserweight Triple Threat. I wonder if they're setting up a Kushida heel turn. Happy for Drake. Yim and Lee's dinner, far superior than Gargano's dinner segments. And finally, Raquel Gonzalez is the best chokeslam in the business. No one else comes close. Great podcast as usual. Brady, Davey, until next time, throw them up. Oni Lorkin and Birch's theme song, they are humming. Thank you very much, Eva. Uh, yeah, um... I didn't like the dinner, but imagine Kushida turning. <laughs> I, I mean, from that finish, that's the only thing I can actually take from that. No, which he's just like, doesn't make any Kushida sense. Kushida was to like, me. "Ah, you can find you can you need it more than me, kid. Fight for yeah, your job." I just, if that's the case, it was a pointless angle in my mind. Yeah, we go to mystery. Pretty great NXT tonight. Cole is really bad at negotiations. True. Yeah, <laughs> he went in trying to get no title match against Dream and a tag title match for Undisputed Era. And ended up coming out with a title match against Don't three. negotiate You're right. yeah. with terrorists. I think tonight was the first time I was actually entertained by Mia Yim in that segment with her and Keith. Not a fan of EO eating the pin. At least it was dirty. First time Charlotte's had to cheat to win in a very long time. Still rooting for EO to win the title, and she deserves it the most. Yeah, I think I think EO should pin Charlotte. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'd just rather see the one-on-one, personally. Yeah, yeah. The story that seemed to be told is that Io was mostly focused on winning, while Rhea was more focused on trying to get to Charlotte. It was also a nice touch that Io had an armband on with a flower on it, in memorial of Hannah Kimura. I do hope that since Charlotte won tonight, she drops the title at TakeOver. I agree with Eva that the Charlotte experiment has been a failure. The fight pit match ruled, and I wouldn't mind seeing more of them in the future. Look, um, I know a lot of NXT fans, WWE fans, are saying like, oh, the Charlotte thing here is a failure. I don't quite agree with that because this was kind of set in place before this pandemic thing hit. We don't know how things were all supposed to like kind of play out. So like that's why I've been – I feel like I've been super easy on wrestling lately. I've been super like – even if I hate something, I've been like, ah, they tried. They yeah. still did it because like fuck, like – where are we right now? Should we even be caring about wrestling? Probably not. But, like, they're still putting it out and they're still doing it. But if this were to be, you know, no coronavirus world that we're in, Charlotte would have beat Rhea at WrestleMania and would have continued. And it would have been a cool thing where they would have had her cross brand and stuff. It would have been different than it, what it is now. But unfortunately, yeah, all their shows WWE's putting out look very similar because they're filmed in the same place. Yeah. Just three different colors on a different night with yeah. workers. You know what I mean? So it it you can't I know people are like, oh it's a failure, but like a lot of wrestling right now is a failure in like in my opinion. Like a lot of it's is throwing shit and seeing what sticks because yeah. that's all they can do right now. So I am a little less harsh on my entertainment right now. Um and the fight pit match ruled, yeah, it was cool. I would like to see some more of that. Hey, it's something that kind of did work for me. Um, and I'm not huge in, in MMA, but it was fun. Uh, is it me or it's you? you? It's Paul from New Jersey. I'm actually starting to warm up to the Gargano heel character. Oh. He had some funny lines. Mia Yim saw Shotzi Blackheart's shitty promo last week and said, two can play that game. <laughs> hey, that's not nice. Boy, did people hate that Shotzi thing. There's yeah. another thing. I defended it. I loved it. I liked it. 
She was raised by her dad. Raised by my dad. Okay. Go eat a tank if you didn't like the Shotzi Blackheart promo. Uh, Paul continues, when Beth said that Shotzi's tank runs on nuclear waste and pepperoni, I turned the channel to AEW. Uh, oh, I'm not even reading the wow, rest of it. Paul really wow. hates. Okay. Uh, uh, he said, Tegan, I love you, but you're a big girl in the big leagues. Just eat the last damn slice. I guess you weren't raised by your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Drake Maverick is so damn entertaining. Last is certainly least. Kona Reeves' birthday is just in nine days. He looks like a scarf guy to me, so if you're looking for suggestions... <laughs> now, here's a funny video of Drake Maverick and Mia Yim roasting the hell out of each other. Love these watch-alongs. Keep up the great work, as always. Thank you, Paul from New Jersey. Paul, you, you didn't actually tag a video. You didn't put there, any video but, in there. But, so, when you listen to this, go back to your feedback and tag the video. Before you go to the next, uh, I think is the last bit of feedback mm. here, Paul Bre- brings up a point we haven't kind of touched on. Uh, a pivotal... We, we do a show about NXT every week, and it would it would be awful if we didn't talk about NXT's finest, because there are rumors that he is no longer with the company, that he could be showing up on Wednesday nights on a, in a different company. Could you imagine... Kona Reeves showing up? There are rumors that he's going to AEW? No. No, I was going to say. <laughs> you bit uh, on that? <laughs> I feel like I've heard these rumors about Kona Reeves for about eight months. So, how does he still... Is he still here? I don't know. You know what? Even if even if he's still there, pour a little out for Kona Reeves right now, because somehow he's got I will choke. say that one of the questions to join the Facebook group is, who is the finest in NXT? And... A lot of people have got it wrong. What are they saying? So maybe he just hasn't been around for a while. I think I think MJ put Tainara Conti or something like that. <laughs> That's not, the, not You're not understanding anymore. the question. But guys, if you want in the Facebook group, the answer is Kona Reeves, okay? Who is NXT's finest? Yeah. Kona Reeves. Kona Reeves. Wow. But Nobody guess, told you? He's the finest. But that being said, there, there's probably listeners that have never seen Kona Reeves. Who've started watching NXT six months ago. I can't picture a world... A life without Kona Reeves. Yeah, I can't picture NXT without Kona Reeves. Like, what are we going to do? Who's going to be the butt of all our jokes? Who's going to be the butt of our jokes? Like, what? Oh, it will still be Kona. Bless him. Fuck yeah. Kona Reeves. God bless him. He was raised by his dad. (laughs) Uh, Going to next and final piece of feedback, uh, Chris from Pennsylvania. A few thoughts from tonight's show. It's a small thing, but I liked Candice getting involved with Tegan Knox tonight. So often in WWE, people only interact with the personal group they are feuding with. It's refreshing to see characters involved in multiple angles in the same show. I like the pairing of Charlotte and Chelsea Green more than I thought I would. I wouldn't mind seeing Charlotte take on Chelsea as a lackey or a protege. But Charlotte getting the pin in a non-title match makes me think she's dropping it at TakeOver. Really enjoyed the main event. Given the format, I think it actually went over better on TV than it would have at TakeOver. Sounds like that match might be the last we see of Riddle on NXT. Hopefully, he's off to feud with Goldberg for SummerSlam. Whoa. No cr- or is, I mean, it might be a crowd. Maybe, Maybe. Yeah. Probably, Probably not. Probably looking at things that are opening up. Well, that's all the feedback. Thank you, guys. Forum.postwrestling.com. We post the feedback every Wednesday night for NXT, and we will read it here on this show. That is what you thought. The YouTube room thinks that Kona Reeves uh, was fired, but shows up every Wednesday at the PC, and Triple H just doesn't have the heart to tell him to go home. And I instantly was like, oh, he's like the dude from Office Space. And now someone in the room is like, he, Kona Reeves is Milton from Office Space. Is that a dude who just keeps showing up? They fire him, essentially, but don't tell him. So he just keeps showing we, up. We had this guy 
uh, when I did uh, like my, we'll, we'll get off of here soon. <laughs> yeah, it's just reminded me. Uh, when I had like my drama group as a kid, it's aged like eight to nineteen. Okay, and there are three different groups. So the oldest group is aged like fifteen to nineteen. There was this guy called I think his name is Marvin. It's Connor. Marvin, and he was still there when he was like twenty five. He'd just come back at the beginning of every year, and he just enjoyed. Never got given a part. He was pretty much like. <laughs> the back of the chorus and everything but just loved it and no one had the guts like the heart to tell him Marvin you're 25 can you you need to they're like Marvin time to move on Marvin what, why haven't you gone home cause I got nowhere else to go <laughs> <laughs> well Kona Reeves has been uh, pretty much Kona's Marvin Kona Reeves Marvin been, Milton whatever you want to call him he's been liking some AEW tweets so maybe that means he's mm. he's he's scoping the competition, the uh, the future job sites that he could potentially work at. Um, but as for NXT this week, uh, I really liked the the different style with the the fight pit. I liked the quote unquote controversy with. I just like Drake Maverick going forward in this. We'll see what happens with that. It moves things along and it sets up uh, takeover in your house just so nicely. Which takeovers usually do the 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 Paul Levesque. Uh, Five matches, and he's kind of broken that. Broke it with Portland. So let's let's do a recount here. We got the Dream versus Cole for the title. Yes. We got uh, Gargano versus Lee, or the the tag, depending on. Uh, what. I think they're doing the North America. Okay. Then we got Finn Balor versus Damian Priest, which mm-hmm. we didn't mention. There was a video package, but it was nothing. It was nothing new. Um, so that's three matches: Damian Priest, Finn Balor, and then we have the triple threat for the women's. Uh, title, yeah, and then we, you know, presumably have a a tag team title it match, looks like Imperium versus Oni and Danny, right? Maybe undisputed as well. So that's five matches. Five. So what, you know, what else are you? Do adding? we get a cruiserweight in there? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Somehow, I feel maybe, maybe whatever, whatever angle comes out next week. I think we've got to pay off this uh, justice for. Raul and sure, um, yeah. Joaquin. Uh, we got to pay off that angle. So, so th- the match doesn't happen next week. And no, I think the match at- happens. It's okay. the challenger. We'll, we'll have the match. We'll set up whoever the masked people are, and that will be a sixth match. Because well, I, think, I think it deserves it. The, well, the cruiserweight tournament. This has been the main, like one of the main focuses of NXT for the last, like. I know. Six it's weeks? been taking up the most TV time. You would figure you'd give them a, a takeover match. Yeah. Uh, but, the, of course, the other match is Karrion Cross and, and Tommaso oh. Ciampa. So there, there, there's already yeah. a lot of matches scheduled for this. And, again, one of these might be the cinema – one or more might be the cinematch type thing. So it's, it's a pretty stacked card. And considering Money in the Bank went, like, short – You'd figure WWE kind of does that, but it seems like, no, they'll just go the same three hours here with, with NXT TakeOver in your house. Absolutely. Uh, Paul has just informed me that the uh, link is now fixed on the feedback, so oh, go, nice. and, go and check that uh, video of Keith Lee and Mia Yim. Uh, it's time for us to go, I yes. think. Uh, but we'll be back on Friday with a, a special free episode. We're calling, what, Surviving... 
yeah. surviving quarantine. Yeah, if you guys, on Friday, we're releasing, uh, me and Davey did a little, like, hour show with our friend Jordan, who's, like, super into, like, positivity. The power of positivity, man. And we kind of just talk about stuff, like, what to do. We talk about some yoga and some meditation. Just kind of, not to go crazy. And some fun stories of how we got super lit and made it to TV in Mass. How we, how we, we may or may not have smoked... Uh, out of a vape pen in Madison Square Garden, and uh, talking about it now could get me in trouble, but uh, it's fine. Um, and then on our Patreon, Patreon.com, we have so many shows. The the Stan Hansen Best Match Ever with John Pollock is out. The Godfather review is out. Our Lockdown review is out. We have Was Next. We have so many Best Matches Ever in the bank as well. So many shows. Our AEW uh, Stadium Stampede, our Double or Nothing review is out as well. As well as every Thursday with our Up and Extra live from the BDE MSG, our backyard, we do every Thursday as well now with the great weather here. So we've just been doing so much podcasting, and we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you being a fan. Do us a favor wherever you find this podcast or however. Rate, subscribe, do all the nice things, however you can help us out. We appreciate it. And follow us on the new Facebook and the the Twitter at UpNextPodcast and Facebook.com. I think it's slash UpNext. I think that's what it is. Facebook.com slash UpNext. Up next, uh, up next podcast. Yeah, yes. there we go. So go find us there and uh, and join the community of friends. Absolutely. Because it's a lot of fun. So I myself, Braden Harrington, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at the Brady. And I am at Davey Portman. We're going to get out of here. Hey, uh, the world is a crazy place. It's messed up. So uh, while you're here, live it while you can. Be nice to each other. Um, you know, we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. So just... Be nice to people, especially. How are people being nasty? Wrap it up, jeez. How are people being nasty in this time? I know it sucks. It it, it really sucks. So uh, just be nice. Just be nice. Yes. Take care. Goodbye. And uh, I'm gonna go join a fight pit. Ahoy! Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.